Net-A-Porter presents The Incredible Women Podcast, Series 1, Celebrating Togetherness. Hi. Hi, Laura. Hi, Danielle. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's a very cozy day in New York. It's rainy and cold, so this is a really nice activity to be doing. Are you sitting on your bed as usual? Of course I'm sitting on my bed. It's quarantine. <laughs> I live in Manhattan. <laughs> So I live in 1,300 square feet, which is mm-hmm. massive. Massive. Honestly, your apartment's really big. Welcome to Celebrating Togetherness by Netta Porte. I'm Alice Casely Hayford. In this series, we are joined by pairs of incredible women as they share intimate moments, memories, and some much-needed laughter with their loved ones. In a year like no other, these are stories about life in 2020 and beyond, and the strength we draw from togetherness. Actor Laura Harrier and Danielle Goldberg met many moons ago on a shoot where Laura was the model and Danielle was the stylist. They were united in having bigger aspirations and the rest, as they say, is history. Since that first meeting seven years ago, the two have travelled the globe countless times and attended some extraordinary red carpet events together. In this episode, they share their favourite memories from their friendship how they're working together over Zoom while 100 miles apart and how they're planning to celebrate when they're finally reunited. I love that every time I FaceTime with you, I get this exact same view. You know, I just want to keep it consistent. I, think I know, I, I really appreciate that. When you, when you live with someone, like my husband has just taken over the living room. So I've now Has become you? like a studio. Is it stuff everywhere? No, it's not stuff. It's just, it's, it's more so that every conversation is on speaker. Right. Like every convert, it's always a zoom. There's no headphones. So whenever he comes into the bedroom now, I'm like, welcome to my studio. I feel like quarantine is so much nicer in California. I mean, I was grateful to be here just because of the weather of being able to be outside and having an outdoor space, which I'm very fortunate to have, you know, like I was just thinking a lot about my, all my friends in New York where it's like, you know, you can sit on the fire escape, which was me for a long time in New York. So I was just happy to be here to be able to like be outside in quarantine. I feel like our FaceTimes at the beginning of quarantine inspired my upcoming move. I can't believe you're coming here. I know. It's only No like one would have ever guessed Danielle moving to LA. I mean the most New York New Yorker. <laughs> it's an adventure. A thousand percent. I really miss our getting ready because I feel like we have such a good time and such a method of our getting readiness. And now it's been, I like, I don't even know the last event. I mean, the last event is a long time away. It's really crazy, especially because I feel like our intention whenever you're going on a red carpet is just to ease any excess like nervous energy like we want to just be rid of all of that and just keep it light and fun because like all the hard work's already happened like for us at least. Yeah. You know, like hair and makeup is still like in it, but like, we're like, oh, we're done. Like we fit, like everything's going to be good. I know. I feel like we're a bit annoying because we're just like, woo. And like usually <laughs> drinking something <laughs> and like having a dance party yes. and everyone else is trying to get their jobs done. And I'm like not sitting still. Fully. And then I get like five minutes before the car's outside. to get Yeah. And then and it's always like a party and then a panic, you to know? Pray. I have to yeah. just like slow. I think we've only had one situation though, where a dress like. I remember when the strap, I, I can, at, when you were leaving, when it was done, when the oh carpet my God, was done. Yeah, she, but that was like, different. It was like a 10 minute standing ovation. She had just had the most epic walk down the carpet you've ever seen in your entire life. And 
we had like discussed prior, like to make sure, cause the can carpet is so busy to kind of just like make sure to get some solo moments. And it was just like the most perfect red carpet you'd ever seen. And then as she's leaving, I see her kind of like perfect. And the film had just, you know, gotten this amazing reaction. There were people all around them. And I just see her like clutching the bust of her gown. No, no. What happened was, so the movie finished. So we're there for Black Clans and it finished. And I turned around in my seat and my dress had like, remember it sort of had that buckle around the waist? It yes, was that. that's what it was. And I turned around to look at JD, I think, John David, who was sitting behind me to be like, ah, oh my God. And I like had a little like, ah, with him, like turned around in my seat. And when I did that, it snapped. That's what, oh and yeah, then, it was the drape. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And then everyone stood up and it was this like 10 minute standing ovation, which was insane and amazing. But honestly, I was totally distracted by the fact that my dress was falling off my body and I couldn't oh clap with everybody else because I had to put my hand on my hip like a weirdo to secure my dress there. So everybody would have seen my whole ass falling out in the middle of oh can. My God. And so I was trying to clap with my hands on my waist and doing this weird like hands on hip, like clapping motion. Oh my God. That's and so I good. Was and then I was like, why are they clapping for so long? Is this, it was my first time a kid. I didn't know. I was like, is this normal? Do they always do this? Why is everybody clapping? Have we been standing up for so long? Like, cool. But like, I need to get out of here because my dress is falling off. It's so fun. And the glamour. So then, yeah, right? So then we finally leave and I was like, John Dave, you have to cover me. So I made him like walk back down the carpet, like sort of arm in arm, like covering my waist because I was like, was about to hold my dress together. Oh, we left. I was just going to say, like, I feel like Can it was like, if someone had told the two of us when we met that we would be together in Cannes, like sitting, standing, or standing during that 10 minute standing ovation for a film you were in that I'd styled you for like the tour for, like, if someone had told us that, like when we first met, like, what was it like seven years prior, we'd be like, you're out of your mind. We met in a basement in Texas, <laughs> the opposite of a Cannes <laughs> carpet. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> It'll happen, kids. <laughs> we're proof proof. yeah because i was the face of the olsen's line for jc penny and i was the stylist we were there almost like monthly for a little bit Mm -hmm. so we kept kind of a lot we were each other's only familiar face when we would arrive because we would both be coming from new york exactly and i feel like we were the only people who were kind of like this is not our end all goal (laughs) you know like um I feel like we both you know wanted other things in our lives definitely and I think we were just always like talking about what we wanted to do next yeah but mostly just complaining about our flights (laughs) I feel like we were just kind of bratty because we both didn't want to be there to be totally honest fully we we what is it misery loves company yeah it was a little misery loves company bonding moment i think that's really what it was and so we kind of became friends because of our shared misery and i remember telling you i was like doing acting classes or whatever and you were telling me how you wanted to style actresses and blah blah and i remember so well being like sitting in this like fluorescently lit basement and being like, oh my God, well, maybe one day I'll be an actress and you can be my stylist. And you went, yeah, okay. (laughs) You were such a bitch. You were like, By the way, before we spoke, I was like, please don't call me a bitch on the podcast. (laughs) You were like, I would never do that. I would never. No, you said don't say that the other people thought you were a bitch. I'm just telling you, I... I, And it all comes out. (laughs) 
that was one of the things that like made me like not totally dread going to that job because I was like, well, Laura will probably be there and like that'll be cool. Yeah. And it's so yeah. funny because the reason I was there was because of the fact that I was working with Mary Kate and Ashley at the time. And we were ultimately reconnected through your publicist who was working with them at the time, which is so full circle. When it's you so think about full it. circle. It's so crazy. Cause it's crazy because basically, yeah, we had that weird time together of a few months and then we didn't see them for a long time, which is super weird because like we know so many of the same people in New York. We were both living there. So crazy. And then I was shooting Spider-Man and my publicist basically like, cause I had, um, what was it? We had Comic-Con was the yes, first thing. Comic-Con. Comic-Con was like basically my first thing while we were filming Spider-Man. So Marla just said that, you know, you start thinking about a stylist and she threw out some names and then she said your name. And I was like, Oh my God, Danielle, of course done. And I think that was it. I actually remember where I was when Marla called me and told me about you. Really? Because, yes. Because after working with Mary Kate and Ashley, I kind of felt like, I had reached like a pinnacle in terms of like public figures that I'd want to work with in fashion. And I really wanted to invest my time into like working with designers and editorial because I was like, I don't know if celebrities really for me after having gotten to work with them. Like I felt like I'd gotten like reached like a certain spot that I was like, I don't know that I'd be challenged enough. Mm-hmm. And it went like three after I'd worked with them for like three years, it was like two, three years where I just didn't really do celebrity And more so just because I was like, this isn't exciting to me. And I'll never forget. I was at Barnes and Nobles and I was like picking up a book and like Marla called me. I was like, why is Marla Marla calling me? Yeah. So funny. And she was like, she said your name. And I was like, oh my God, Laura. And she's like, I think that like, if you're going to do that, like if you were to ever do this, like you guys would be such a great match. And I was like, I am a hundred percent in like, this is so exciting to me. And I just remember sending you a box of clothes to Atlanta and your mom was there. Yes, it was when my mom came to visit me on set. And she unpacked the boxes. She unpacked the boxes and took all the photos for you, my fitting for Comic-Con. And oh my god, I forgot that my mom was there. And then she came home and we did the, our fitting. That was a good look. Yeah, I was just gonna say it was like that black leather pant. <laughs> Um, but it was that, but also the white look. Yes, yeah. but the whole edge, the whole like angle was that we were like, you're going to wear pants. Like you're going to look cool and like mm-hmm. understated. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'll never forget you walked on stage and you were like waving, like so big and like happy. And that look was the first look that ever, like that ever got you in like a best dress. Like it was, we were so excited. We were like, oh my God, yeah, your best dress. You're on this best is so dress cool. For my first thing. And we were just like, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I am so excited for like what, like for the path we're about to get on. You hadn't done celebrity in a long time since Mary Kate and Ashley. So what do you think about it that you felt you and I were be a good fit for each other that made you want to get back into the world of working with actresses and stuff? I think for me, it was never something that was like very thought out. It was more when those opportunities presented itself innately. I was just like, no, like, I don't want to do that. And I think, you know, just as well as I do, that when you're working with a celebrity, the um, amount of effort and time that goes into a look is something that people can't really probably understand. So like at two in the morning, someone would text you and be like, I don't know about this shoe, or I feel a little bit funny about the hair that we decided on. And I need to care just as much as the person. You do that to me. I know. 
<laughs> so when I'm but I'm saying I need to care that much yeah. about you in the morning, that's what I'm thinking about. And I think that for me to give that much of myself, I need to just have that want. And when I, yeah. when you're, when, when Marla called me and said you to me, I, I can't really explain it more than just like an energy, but it was just like, it was immediate. It was just like, I want to do this. Like I was like, how soon can we start? And I hadn't had that feeling in years. Mm-hmm. And I think that it shows because it was immediate. Like the, like the, the kind of every detail, every single, and I mean, you know this well about me, but because I'm so detail oriented, I can be a bit micromanagey. Oh, is that the word? <laughs> but it's truly just because of like the love I have for you and the way I want you to present yourself. Like I want you to not have to think about any of those things and know that it's all there to support you. No, I love that about you. Do you remember that one time we were looking through that um, birthday book that gives you like your personality based on the day you're born and Danielle's is unsolicited opinions. (laughs) 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 But I think that's what makes you so good at your job because you really care so much. Like you literally text me at three in the morning about a shoe, which, um, which is why it's always good. Because we really put so much thought into it. Definitely. And I think it's just there's so much that happens before the tour even starts. Mm-hmm. There's like so much mood boarding. There's so much thought process. There's so many sharing of images. I feel like we're telling a story. Like for me, the Black Klansman press tour that we did in the U.S. was so important because of like all the stories that you were telling through your hairstyles and like the clothing you wore and how important it was to represent the character. You know, yeah. And... I think for me, I'm so fortunate that you take on roles that have so much depth. You know, I think if people only could have seen Camille's press tour Uh, for Hollywood. I know. We had so many ideas. It was going to be so good. But, you know, I think I think her looks alone in the show are fine. We're good. We're like sufficed. Like yeah, did, no, the, the show, I mean, the, the looks in Hollywood were amazing, um, but it was definitely a bummer because, yeah, I think that's something that we always think about for each character is, you know, how can we tell a story through this? And that was what was cool with Black Klansman because, you know, thinking a lot about historically, you know, Black women represented in film and Lacey and I really, Lacey Redway, who did my hair, um, were looking back to like a lot of classic hairstyles of Black women like throughout the century and we wanted to reference different women like with each thing. Like one day I wore braids and that was, you know, Cecily Tyson was kind of the first woman to like wear, Black women to wear braids on a red carpet publicly. Um, or, you know, Diana Ross. We had all of these great references of all these different women that we wanted to pay homage to, which was what we were going to do in Hollywood too. But it'll be another day. We have such similar aesthetics. We think the same things are cool. We never try on a million looks. Like they were always kind of on the same page, what we want, and you'll bring a couple outfits. And then usually once I try something on that I like, like that's it. Yeah, Because I'm not going to try. Yeah, like we're done. Like, we're just like, let's go drink. Yeah, usually, like, I try to look, and then we're like, let's go for drinks, and that's it. It's the truth. You know, there's never, I mean, notoriously, there's never more than a rack for anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if she has a red carpet event, there's maybe three gowns. Like, just because I think the whole purpose of styling is editing. So why would I present mm-hmm. Laura with a store of clothing? I want to show her what's the best for her. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that you understood really early on, and I think it makes you, it has made your 
kind of eye for what works for you even that much stronger. Like you always yeah. knew what you liked, but now you like real, like you move even faster. And you know how much I hate trying on clothes. There's nothing she So hates. I pretty <laughs> Try to get Laura in something that has a tight neck. I wish everyone the best Oof. of luck. She will murder you. She will cut you. <laughs> I think my favorite Zoom shoot. Well, we did a porter shoot. Yeah, it was the porter shoot. Which was great. Actually turned out really well. It was so beautiful. It was really beautiful. I also feel like it was such a great representation of kind of your actual style. Like kind of that easy, yeah. simple simplicity and kind of timelessness. Like I felt like most of the stuff that you wore were things that you would have worn on holiday. Yeah, it just felt like me. It was very comfortable and uh, I think representative of my personal style. And even like my hair and makeup was kind of my, you know, go-to daily hair and makeup. Very minimal. But I loved everything that I wore. It was really, it was really beautiful. It turned out really nicely. And I loved doing that shoot because I felt like we were just like, kind of jonesing to do something like creative and fun together. Yeah. And I felt like Porter gave us an opportunity to kind of go for it and like, see how it goes. Like it was, I know, mm-hmm. I think it was their first quarantine shoot from my understanding as it was, well. Right? Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean like meaning like, I think it, cause it was kind of at the beginning. I just remembered like that, that was like, it was like you not using your phone and angling it at a certain. Like, oh my God. I mean, those early ones, like we turned it out, but I mean, I did multiple covers like on my phone. Yeah, Literally I feel like Porter phone. was the first like real quarantine shoot. Because then after that, we were able to be, be out in like, the world in a, a little more together. Yeah, but yeah. I have to say it's one of my favorites for sure. Like that cover is Michelle. just so stunning. We were like looking for like a photo to share to like align with this podcast, and it's just incredible. It's insane, like the places that we've been able to go together and the trips we've been able to take and. Um, the experiences we've had just all over the world. No, it's insane. And it's so crazy looking back on those photos now after having, you know, been in lockdown for months and months along with, you know, obviously the rest of the world. And just to think all the places that we were so fortunate to get to travel to and like looking through photos for this, like seeing us in Japan and in Paris and in London and just all over the world. It's really crazy now. It feels like another life. And just like, we were just like, wow, we're so like, like we just have this like insane life of like traveling all around the world. And I'll just, I always think of a time that we were in Paris. I think that's like maybe the first or second show we had gone to together. And the following morning we were going to Rome for another job. And yeah, well, it just makes me think like, wow, like I would do anything like to be be in in that that moment of just like, we had no... We had no idea, like, at the time, like, how luxurious kind of that, that, like, country hopping was, you know, like, of, like, being able to have access to all these different places because of the work that we do together. And that's ultimately what I'm kind of bringing it back to is the fact that, like, the work that we do together has allowed us to see so much more as a team. And I think being able to experience all of these travels and trips and, like, places kind of creates a lot of inspired moments that we then bring back into the work that we do together you know they're it's really bonding and it's it's important and that's something that I really miss and I think that's what people probably miss is just experiences Mm -hmm. yeah just being in the world and yeah experiences and being with other people and being free yeah like relishing in those places yeah you know, I feel like everyone goes places and we're so guarded. We're also nervous, you know, mm-hmm. like I really can't wait for the day for everyone to kind of just be. Yeah. I mean, I just miss working, honestly. I really, 
is being on set and filming and working. So I'm hoping that, you know, things will get to be a little more, I guess, back to normal. You know, things are starting to go to come back and there's a lot of safety protocols and quarantine and testing and stuff. But um, I hopefully, you know, I'll be able to be, be back to work. I've been, yeah, shooting a little bit, which has been really nice and doing, um, the last, you know, the, the Weton campaign was a few weeks ago. So that was cool because I got to like see familiar faces and wear pretty clothes and, and get to be on set. And it was really cool too, because now with rapid testing, you can just show up and everybody gets tested right away. So you're not freaking out or feeling, you know, like you're being unsafe or anything. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to travel again. I hope we get to be in a sweaty after party in Paris someday again. <laughs> that's really what I want I miss like being in like a crowded party and like pushing people to try and get to the bar and having a crazy dance party with your friends and be like oh it's so hot I have to go outside you know what I mean you have to go stand outside for air because there's so many people and you can't breathe and it's pretty gross I miss that it's the best oh the best (laughs) I think I just I want to just be like I feel like also just like being a New Yorker I just want to be like surrounded yeah you know I miss like just like that I love I feel like I've brought up like the term like energy multiple times and I think that like I'm not to sound like woo woo but it's like that's really what I miss yeah like feeling other people's energy it's so wild yeah not feeling that you know like not being around people and you're just like yeah alone it's just I think that's just so important and I think it drives so much of like a lot of like creativity and kind of just like what sparks your interest and just like connecting with people. And I think I'm just so grateful we're living in a time that we are able to kind of FaceTime and do these Uh things, but it also makes you realize how much being in person with the people you love actually is the most important and how this just isn't enough. And I think it's so important for like the human body to connect like physically with the people that you love and like a hug is like so important yeah. and I just want like more like I want to just have more of that in 2021 I want to be more connected I want to be more collaborative like I miss collaborating so much like even like doing things like you know like shoots via FaceTime and things like that like those are the things that like kept me going through through mm-hmm. quarantine was just collaborating and being able to like feel like you're using your creative like muscles so more creativity and also I think just the sense of joy in 2021 would be really refreshing I think we're all very overdue for it a thousand percent that's what I'm saying I just want to like move this momentum and just more joy I really hope 2020 is ending on a positive note celebrating togetherness was brought to you by Netaporte and Chalk and Blade Hosted by Sarah Bailey and Alice Casely-Hayford and produced by Laura Hyde. The executive producer was Ruth Barnes.